podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Cheryl Smith writing and rewriting history. First ever national title for Texas Tech. Jonathan Garibay. The boot is away. And it's gone. Welcome one, welcome all to the Tortillas and Takes podcast. You were on once again with your boy, I'll be sure. And Texas Tech went into Manhattan, Kansas and took it out. It is what it is. They did take a loss uh, in Manhattan to a really good Kansas State team, the 25th ranked team in the nation. And to recap that game, I got my boy, my right hand man, that is the producer extraordinaire, Dylan Smythe. What's up, Dylan? Dilly Vanilli checking in. We're uh, we're talking football. We're talking football. We're talking K State football. We're talking a. We're talking about a loss that uh, you you said it in our group chat. It's a loss. I'm, it's not a loss. I'm particularly embarrassed about, but you know, it's an L to to a good Kansas State team, and we're here to, to break it down for you. Absolutely, and I think that's a great way to kind of describe it. I'm not embarrassed by the loss either. Um, that last touchdown and the onside recovery did make me feel a little bit better. Like <laughs> the, I was, I, I had to actually explain to my wife why nine points, a, a nine point loss isn't as bad as a 17 point loss. Um, <laughs> and I am a firm believer that there's no such thing as moral victories unless you suck. And I don't think tech sucks, uh, but a nine point loss for whatever reason, don't ask me, just doesn't feel as bad. I didn't feel like we got blown out. And this was a game that I didn't feel blown out the entire game. I, I, I definitely felt though Kansas State was the better team that we were right there throughout the game. And uh, this team showed flashes both offensively and defensively. So let's first, let's get the elephant out of the room out of the way, Dylan. Donovan Smith, let's talk about him. Let's talk about the quarterbacking in this game. What was your first impressions after the game of Donovan Smith? You know, on on paper, it actually looked like he had a looks like he had a pretty decent game but uh the the turnover bug came back i think he had three turnovers in this game uh he was very um seems like he didn't have a lot of confidence in some of the throws he was making a little indecisive inaccurate um i am probably on the harsher side of the criticism here for donovan smith this was um i consider this to be a, a bad game for donovan smith yeah, I think it was kind of a tale of two halves, right? So, like, the first – again, right? And it's not the first time we've said that in this podcast for Donovan mm-hmm. Smith game. He's a very inconsistent quarterback. First half, he struggled. There's really no doubt about it. Um, in the first half, like you said, especially in the second quarter, he got a lot of uh, – especially in the first quarter, I should say, got happy feet. Uh, we ended up having a lot of three and outs, a lot of punts. There was just bad decisions made. He had that fumble there in the in the first half and an interception in the first half. Just overall, it, it, you know, you started seeing on Twitter anyway, a lot of people asked calling for his backup to play instead and just try him out. This isn't working. This isn't working. Try out the other guy t- this time. Um, <laughs> that's my impression of of trolls on Twitter. Um, but it's uh, it just wasn't working. But I think in the second half, he kind of settled a little bit, right? He settled down, got comfortable. Kitley McGuire kind of put him in situ- or Kitley put him in situations that were more advantageous. You know how he did that by running the ball. He ran the ball, did screens that ended up working, and got him a little bit more comfortable. Some of that happy feet we saw in the first half really kind of ended there, and it all started 
And I'm saying actually first half, second half, Dylan, but it really started at the end of the second quarter. The end of the second quarter, out of nowhere, we were able to score 10, uh, 10 points and, and really get in there against K-State um, when it just looked like the offense wasn't, wasn't going. And I think from that point on, from the end of the second quarter to midway to the fourth, he was really getting a little more comfortable and we were in the game because of it. Yeah, uh, you mentioned that this isn't the first time that we've struggled early, and and I don't put uh, I don't put a lot of the blame on on Donovan Smith. I put more of it on Zach Kitley. You saw it uh, against Texas. You saw it against NC State. This team starts slowly. In this game, the first five possessions were either punts or turnovers. Um, but you're right. Um, after being down what 13-0, uh, Texas Tech strikes back. We get back in this game very quickly, and uh, the the defense really stepped up to make that happen. And uh, Donovan Smith did settle in. Um, still a little inaccurate in the second half of the game, but he did settle in. He did do enough to to get us somewhat back in this game. But th- this team needs to start faster. Every time we start slowly, we we barely managed to get out of that Texas game. But when we start slowly, it's hard to climb that hill for this team. Yeah, and that's and that's kind of what it felt like, right? Um, thank God for the defense, though. I we were down thirteen nothing, and it felt like we could have easily been down twenty eight nothing or thirty one nothing, right? Like the there was the offense did not put the defense in advantageous positions, uh, but every single time, even after a turnover on down our downs on our own side of the ball, they only held the t- uh, Kansas State to a field goal, and then holding them another field goal in a bad situation again, um, and then after that huge interception, forcing a fumble, right? Uh, after another turn over just forcing case eight into a punt it, it offense did the defense no favors in that first quarter and a half yet the defense came and fought back and eventually the offense rewarded them for it i mean there was after a while just before you know it you blink and we're halfway through the third quarter and it's a tie game 13 13 and then case they scored the touchdown and then once again it's another tie game 2020 and so it sounded it seemed like because of the defense's hard work for the first 20 25 minutes of the game the offense was started to reward them started to make things happen um, up until you know that turnover on downs. What is that in the fourth quarter? That turnover on downs in the fourth quarter, which virtually you know on our own fifty, that to me is where the game ended. Right, we were down seven. Turn, we we decided to go for it. Fourth down. There we had some. Uh, we had scored in what was that at, at the time? Uh, two or we we had gotten scoring position. Three possessions in a row. We had a missed field goal right before that. But in scoring position three three times in a row, five out of the last six, and it seemed like the offense was really in a good situation. So I, I do understand why McGuire made the decision to go for it on 14-10 at our own 40. I get it. I get it that the offense at least seemed like they were making some things happen. The play right before that, on a third and 15, Donovan Smith threw a strike to Xavier White. So I get the idea behind it. But here is why. And I, I do want to explain why I'm such not a big fan of going for it on fourth down on your own side of the field. I love going for it on fourth downs. I do. On, your, on the opponent's side. On this situation, when you go for it on fourth down on your own 40, not getting it, the risk-reward isn't there. If we get this fourth down, great. We're on our own 45. We still have another 20, 25, 30 yards to go to get in field goal range. There's still like the reward for us getting it really isn't there. But missing it, when we miss this fourth down, 
Right after that, Dylan, K-State kicks a field goal to two-position game. We end up fumbling right after. They score a touchdown. It's 37-20. Game's over. And it was all off of that. In that situation, K-State ended up going six plays and kicking a field goal. If we punt the ball and that same scenario happens, we get the ball back and it's still only down a touchdown with roughly uh, eight minutes to go, right? Like, that's that's the reason why going forward on your own side, the risk-reward just is not there. It just does not make too much sense in my mind to go for it on fourth down, especially on a fourth and five like maybe a fourth and one if you just feel like you're just that much bigger and more physical than i can see it but a fourth and five on your own 40 the risk reward just isn't there yeah and it's it's debated every week you know it's coaches are going for it more and more in fourth down because the analytics tell them so but just common sense tells me that let's our defense is playing really well up to this point let's pin them back this is prime pin them on their own goal line punting situation let's pin them back because yeah not getting that that conversion was pretty much a death sentence for texas tech in this game and yeah yeah i mean we didn't even talk about the time we went for it (laughs) what is that we were on our own 34 on a fourth and one on our own 34. We didn't even talk about that one. I was back in the first quarter. Um, and the defense held him to a field goal. But once again, like, if I'm a defend, if I'm a defensive player, I'm like, what the hell, man? Like, we can't. Like, we're now on our own 34. We don't get the one yard. And I get it, it's fourth and one. You're thinking fourth and one you should be able to get. I Again, I'm a believer. You do it, you should be able to get most fourth and ones. I get that. But we didn't. Right? K-State sees the formation. They watch film. They know what play is most likely going to happen there when you need one yard. It's a Donovan. It's a Donovan Smith draw play, right? It's he takes a step back and uses his big frame to go and get that yard. And what do they do? They fill up the middle and they have a safety come on the outside blitz to trip him up at the end, and it works. It's a great play call. Great play call by Kleiman in Kansas State. That's, that is how you stop that. And guess what? It's probably going to start happening a lot more often where we're going to see that safety blitz coming on that, that type of play. That's the best way to stop it, right? Um, it's a miracle that our defense only gave up, the, what, 37? Was it 37 points in 37. this game? It's a miracle because if you, cause if you think about it, we turned the ball over four times. I think Donovan Smith threw two picks, fumbled once, and I think Taj Brooks fumbled once. And we give the ball to them twice on failed fourth down conversions. We gave them six extra possessions in this game. Six. And we're, and you know, this is supposed to be a take three defense. We gave six. Uh, so it's, it's just, it's so hard to win a game like that. Um, and it props to the defense again for only giving up 37, having six extra possessions thrust upon them. Yeah. I mean, the offense, like you said, did them zero favors in this game. Um, and as we, so as we talk about the defense a little bit, I, you know, one thing I do want to talk about. So if you look at the stats on the defense, they gave up 459 yards in this game, right? Um, overall, you would look at that and say, this is a, it was a bad game. Uh, passing wise, they actually held uh, Adrian Martinez, you know, wasn't too bad. Only gave up 116 yards. They, they, you know, 12 of 19 completion. That's not a great completion percentage. Um, the defense, passing defense wasn't that bad, but here's the thing, right? You, you say to yourself, wait, how do you get 459 yards if you only had 116 yards passing? Well, you, you give up. You give it up a lot. You bust it wide open for 343 yards on the ground. Um, a lot of that was long run plays by both Adrian Martinez and Deuce Vaughn. But the problem with one, long run plays, you can excuse it once, maybe even twice. It happened a lot more. Like, it, it happened, what, about four times with a play? Uh, well, three plays of 50-plus yards, and there was a fourth, but it got over. It got called back. That, that's, you, that, then it's a problem. 
That's a problem. And and we knew coming into this game, Deuce Vaughn was going to be a problem. First half, outside of that long run, he had a he had a, a, a decent run in the first half. We held him in the first half quite a bit. Second half, came back with a vengeance. Second half, Deuce Vaughn came back with a vengeance, had a 69-yard gunner um, there to, to in the third quarter, and then also had a couple of other nice runs, uh, going for 170 yards on the day, right? Some Doak Walker-type stuff for Deuce Vaughn. And he had a running partner in Adrian Martinez who had 171 yards on the day. He really busted. Listen, Adrian Martinez is an athletic as hell quarterback. Lord Jesus. it was He was slippery. He was quick. He was agile. He I, I got no, no other... Um, every thing that you say about stereotypical black quarterbacks, put it to Adrian Martinez because he had it. Yeah, Adrian Martinez. It really was the big plays that did us in because otherwise I felt like we held them pretty well um, on the ground because if, if you eliminate those three big plays, then it's like, you know, 150 yards on the on the ground as opposed to 343. But um, yeah, you, you, you can't give up the big plays and Adrian Martinez was just unstoppable. But it's just like we talked about last year in the, the Texas game, right? Like, we, I, you, I, to me, you can't say if we just get rid of the big plays when there's a lot of them. When you have a lot of the big plays, you can't just say, we'll take away the big plays and you're fine because the problem is, is that those big plays, for Vaughn's quick, so it's not just one of those things. A lot of running backs, you get past the second level and he's going for 20, but he's going to be slowed down, right? Um Deuce Vaughn, that's not the case. He gets to the second level, he can be gone. Deuce Vaughn can take a 15 yard, a normal 15 yard carry and make it a 69 yard carry like, like nothing. And Adrian Martinez is the same way. And so what ended up happening is, as we talked about in the preview, putting a spy on Adrian Martinez. I didn't see the spy too much. I don't know if there was a spy or not, but if there was, he got burnt many times because it's, it's, uh, now that first play, there wasn't a spy. And that was a problem. We talked about it that it's to hold Asia Martinez. You either need to be in a zone defense or you put a man, which man is fine because we played well in man, but having that spy over the top, um, and how, Krishan Merriweather usually does play the spy, but Adrian Martinez is a little bit better than that. You might have to put a guy like Muddy Waters or like Reggie Pearson on him instead. And we didn't have that. We didn't see that. And because of that, Adrian Martinez, it was it was open season. And there there were times where it was either uh, to Adrian Taylor or Reggie Pearson where he was just too fast for them. Like they, they tried to take an angle on him and they could not, they couldn't catch him. I mean, it's <laughs> so I don't I don't want to get into this too much, but like it's you, know, you look at Adrian Martinez, right? He has the he has that quarterback uh, loose sleeve thing, looking like Kirk Cousins. You're like, ah, this guy can't run. <laughs> You're like, ah, I know, I know. Coach told me he's athletic. I know I've seen film showing he's athletic, but now I'm seeing him in person. He don't look like he can run, right? Like, he's, come on, man, he looks like Davis Mills out there. You know, he can't run. And then, and then he runs. You're like, damn it. <laughs> he can actually, oh, man. Oh, this guy just shook me out of my shoes. What's going on here? This is crazy. Um, so he's just, like, that's what people talk when they talk about deceptive speed, right? A lot of the times it's, it's um, a lot of the times when you look at deceptive speed, it's because it's, it's some white guy you don't expect to be able to run. And Adrian Martinez is, you know, a random white guy. He's, he's But it's just, like, some guy that you don't expect to run. And, and all of a sudden, he just shakes you out your shoes. Because you go on the field and you're like, this guy can't run. He ain't got it like me. And then, and then you know 69 it. yards later, you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, 
69 yards to the house. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, Adrian Mar- I mean, look, I've been talking about Deuce Vaughn at a Doak Walker moment. Adrian Martinez, he's starting to figure it out. He's, he's he had struggled early on. I talked about last week against Oklahoma. He had a, uh, a great game. People, you know, absolutely fantastic game. I think he was offensive player of the week for the nation. I mean, he followed it up with another great game, right? It wasn't much in the passing air, in the air, like it was against Oklahoma, but on the ground, Lamar Jackson type stuff. So, uh, three touchdowns on the game for Adrian Martinez. Like, I got no other support. I got nothing bad or negative to say about him. He was tough to play against. Yeah. Yeah. It, it stinks that this was the week Adrian Martinez figured it out, right? It, yeah. It's, it's, it's really tough. It's, um, yeah, I mean it's it is what it is, and it's it's hard to like it's hard to blame the defense too much. Like I said, I think that that fourth down or the lo- turnover on downs in the fourth quarter, it was kind of the the, the dam broke right after that. The, the Kansas State was really able to score three possessions in a row right after that. After the game was um, or two possessions after that where the game was tied, getting that field goal and the touchdown. And it's just that the getting the damn broke. And I really, I really truly believe if you punt the ball there, you're still in the game. You're still in the game. You give your defense some, something to work on. Um, hopefully get the ball back. And then you're still only down a touchdown with eight minutes to go. And I just, I, I, I really think that we should, I like the aggression. I don't, I'm not trying to say the Texas Tech should really step back on the aggression. I really do love the aggression. If it's on the opposing side of the 50, Go for it. I, less fourth and five on the other on on our opponent's side. Go for it. I'm all for that. I love it. Fourth and one of the forty, I can be convinced and talked into it. Fourth and five of the forty, I just don't see the risk and reward there. I just don't see. It Especially when your offense hasn't really been on track yet. Your offense hasn't shown much consistency, and you're and you're going for it in that scenario. Yeah, it's it's tough. Yeah, no, it's so. There's that. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about some of the offensive players for this game here are the or the Texas Tech offensive skill players. Um, welcome back, Xavier White. Xavier White, a really good game in this one. Had nine catches for 120 yards and a tutty. Um, Xavier White's a guy that's played running back the last couple of years here at Tech. They moved him to slot receiver this year. Uh, and, and you know, he wasn't he wasn't somebody I had my eye on a lot this year. You know, you saw, a lot of times you see that where you change positions and you, he changed positions out into the wilderness and you never see him or hear from him again. We saw the last couple of weeks we've seen him sparingly, but today... Kind of, kind of showed out. Kind of showed out. Any, what other uh, uh, skill position you want to give a shout out to? I mean, honestly, that's that's the player right there. Um, the the running backs had a hard time getting it going. Sir Roderick Thompson got loose a little bit, but then got hurt. Um, obviously, we're concerned about uh, Miles Price, but you, you mentioned that Xavier White kind of stepped right into that role and had a fantastic game. Trey Cleveland had two catches that were just Bruh. absolutely monstrous. Absolutely Bro, uh, monstrous catches. Oh, Trey Cleveland. Trey Cleveland. He's a like I I watch him some. He reminds me of TJ Vash or some, where he has a couple catches a game. You're like, I could I could see him on Sundays. I like that type of catch. I could definitely see him on Sundays. Um, yeah, Trey Cleveland was great. Yeah, and and honestly, those are probably the only two offensive players I think really deserve a shout out. Donovan on paper looked like he had a good game, but again, just the inaccuracies and the turnovers killed us. <laughs> So I do want to talk about one thing when it comes to the skill players. Um, and you, you kind of mentioned it, that really it's just Xavier White and a couple of good catches from Trey Cleveland. So we're used to having great receivers. We are absolutely used to having great receivers. Um, 
but I will say this, and and shout out to to RC RC Maxiel, the a friend of the pod, friend of ours. Um, I, I I I haven't really been tuning into the spaces after the games much this year. I I, I tuned into one last uh, um, Saturday night after the after the game. His RC's the, the king of the post game Twitter spaces, and he brought up a great point, a great great point. It's a point that I've thought of. But I haven't, I haven't had the gusto to really say yet. Um, and then when he brought it up, I, after doing the rewatch, I'm like, man, he's this is probably the worst game that they've had in this regard. Receivers not getting separation. Um, it happened a lot in the NC State game. It happened a lot in the NC State when I was doing the rewatch. But again, I, I, I didn't, I didn't have the balls to say it. Um, and I'm glad he did. Uh, in this game, there was almost no, no separation. In this game, the Trey Cleveland. Catches were amazing, but he didn't like he didn't separate from anybody. Um, even Xavier White's catches. I mean, every time he didn't have a lot of yak yards. When he got a catch, kind of fell right there. Um, a lot of the a lot of the plays that we a lot of the good plays that we had offensively were because the receiver was able to sit in the zone. But if if a defense is in man, we really all year it's been like this. So if the defense is in man, the receivers aren't getting any separation. They're not going in and, and killing it uh, like we were hoping. We don't have many speedsters on this team, right? We have Miles Price. Xavier White's a guy that can kind of isn't as fast as Miles Price, but has some speed there. Um, Neymar Martinez is another one that's like that. But we don't have a lot of speed on this team, right? Loic Fongi is not, a, not not the the speed guy. Trey Cleveland's not. JJ Sparkman's not. Those those are all tall, big go-get type of receivers. And I think that is another reason why Donovan Smith sometimes struggles, sometimes holds on to the ball. Because if it's hard to say, I'm going to drill it right there in front of that receiver with a DB draped on him. It's hard to make that decision. It's tough to make that. And so that's a that's a, a great point by RC that he, he brought up. Um, I'm glad he had the balls to say it, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of piggyback off of that. But um, yeah, no, this this group of receivers I think does have to be a little bit better. Um, the O line struggled early on, but I did think they I did think they played better as the game went on. Um, so I do want to give, but even mm, as they played better, I, no. they gave up six. They gave up six sacks in this game. A lot of that was in the first half, though. A lot of I that know, was in the first. I half. know, but um, yeah. Another game where Rodgers was just crushed. I, I know that defensive end is really good. Um, Uzoma or whatever, he's going to be, he might be a first round NFL talent. Um, but yeah, another another game in which the offensive line just did not give Donovan enough time. You're right, yeah. though. It got it got better in the second half, but they, they, settled, they settled down in the second. I, and and I, I will say, I know a lot of people are calling for Donovan's head um, in the first half. Like a lot of the times, and this is listen. I'm a Texans fan, so I I, I feel like I'm watching the same team sometimes, um, because a lot of the times, a lot of the blame goes to the quarterback. When I feel like a lot of the times, the offense as a whole is struggling. We're talking about the receivers not getting separation, the O line struggling, and when the offense plays better, not only is Donovan playing better, but the O line's playing better, and that usually kind of goes hand in hand. Um, but you you are. I will even say this: uh, as the O line got better, Uzoma had a great game altogether. All like first half, second half didn't matter. Rogers was struggling against you struggling against one of the best DEs in the, in the entire conference, right? And so that's going to be one of those things. Um, flip side, talking about some of the defensive players, who who caught your eye on defense, Dylan? I mean, it's pretty easy at this point to plug and play one of these two names, Krishan Merriweather or Tyree Wilson. We'll go with Merriweather. He he was all over all over the place in this game. He led the game, led the, the team in tackles, had a couple QB hurries. Uh, Krishan, for the second week in a row, was just absolutely everywhere in this game. 
Yeah. So you're just gonna take the the two the two leading tacklers and the two guys. Like, listen, let me say something about Tyree Wilson. Let me tell you something about Tyree Wilson. Like, I I don't remember last year how every game we were like, man, Colin Schooler is is leading the team in tackles. He has 15 tackles, and he's one of the best linebackers we've had played in the school for the past however long. And this, that, and the other. Remember that? Like watching Tyree Wilson play. It's, it's a masterpiece. It is a true masterpiece. If you love the sport of football, just spend one game or do a rewatch and just watch Tyree Wilson and that's it. Nobody else on defense. Just watch Tyree Wilson. Because Tyree Wilson does some things that he, don't, he won't get the sack, he won't get the tackle, right? But he'll just take a guard and a tackle and just take them for a ride. Or he'll split a line. He'll 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 split between two uh, two old offensive linemen and the screen is going the other way. But he's just, you know, riding the quarterback's face even though he has no no reason to. Or the running back goes on one side and it's just Wilson versus three and he cuts through to get the get to the screen. Like like Wilson does things like that that I'm just like, man, Lord Jesus. Like are you Honestly, you're so good every- at the sport? Every play, I'm just watching him on defense. I, I usually start by watching him on defense. That's where I'm looking when the play starts. Yeah, he's like he's just he's just so good. It's it's kind of amazing. Um, I do want to give a shout out to Reggie Pearson. I thought he had a really good game as well too in this one. Um, Reg, Reggie Pearson played out played great from that safety position. I think I had a lot of that run. A lot of the times we were able to hold Deuce Vaughn in the second third quarter was because of Reggie Pearson kind of playing up there. Uh, so. Yeah, I definitely want to give a shout out to those guys, but man, Ty- I wonder how it is to play with a guy like Tyree Wilson. Like just knowing that, ah, oh, man, he got it. I ain't got to. I can worry about everybody else, but I ain't got to worry about him. Um, it's a good thing. And and one thing is, is I know I don't got to worry about me looking good when I got home field apparel. Uh, home field apparel. Unfortunately for everyone who missed the 10-12 week ended Sunday night. It's is done. It's over. Unfortunately, but you can still get that great Raider Red T-shirt. With the guns uh, at homefieldapparel.com. Go to the Texas Tech section. And they got all your tech swag that you need. And you can get 15% off of that order using our promo code TAKES12. That's T A K E S 1 2 to get that shirt and all other Texas Tech swag you can at homefieldapparel.com. So, uh, any other shout outs you want to give in this game? Texas Tech does lose 37 to 28. Uh, but I mean, all in all, I, I, I kind of, I don't know. I, like you said earlier at the beginning of the episode, I don't feel as terrible about this loss as I did against NC State. I know that's for sure. Um, I mean, what's your feeling? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't. Manhattan is a hard place to play. I mean, I, I can't remember our record there recently, but I think the last time we won there was 2008. So, it's 08, man. It, it, yeah. <laughs> it's 08. You know, so we can't do two weeks in a row where we do something we haven't done since 2008. Uh, that's just a big ask. Uh, you know, Adrian Martinez, Deuce Vaughn, it was just a little too much for us this week. Um, and, and Texas Tech on the road this year has been a challenge. We Playing on the road, getting in these big holes and not being able to dig ourselves out of them have been challenging on the road. So I, again, I'm not demoralized by this loss. I am not calling for Baron Morton to start next week. I, I, I oh, think Lord Jesus. <laughs> I oh, think we you're... just got to do better. Oh, you unlock something, Dylan. Oh my goodness. Why do we have to do this every week? Guys, why do we have to do this every week? Like, can we listen? Here's the thing. All right. We have one more week to the bye game, but to the bye week. We have Oklahoma State next week at Oklahoma State in Stillwater. Uh, the preview is coming out later this week, but it's going to be a rough one. Y'all remember how Donovan Smith played against Oklahoma State last year? Yeah. 
Don't be rough. Also, remember how Baron Morton played against Oklahoma State last year. Both not good. Um, so it's going to be a rough. It, it, it's a good chance it's going to be a rough game. But what I will say is we got one more week to the bye week. Tyler Shuck will be back. And then it'll be an all-out quarterback competition, one-week quarterback competition once again. And, guys, can we just relax and sit back and, let, and trust that the coaches know what they're doing? All right? Donovan Smith is fine. He's young. He's inconsistent because he's young. Our O-line is inconsistent because they're young. They're new. They're inexperienced. Like, let's just relax. I, you know, Dylan, I got to – how come nobody comes for everybody else's job? Right? Like, how come nobody is, is, is banging on the table and is just like, oh, man, Rodgers, let Uzoma go by him again? Ah, he should be benched. Like, like why is why is it always that we should ruin – you know what we should do? Ruin the starting quarterback and just see if the backup has what it takes. Don't you think the coaches know what the backup has? He's been he's been he was a third he's a third string actually let me rephrase that he's a third string quarterback don't uh, don't you think the coaches know like I'm just why do we have to do this every week well, how come last week we were fine with Donovan and then two quarters in Dylan two quarters already calling for his job again this is uh, it's ridiculous I'm getting I'm getting a migraine uh, people were it. calling for Donovan's job at halftime last week let's be honest and. You are starting to see someone else take a little pressure. Jeremy sent us a post of somebody calling for Zach Kitley basically to be done, saying, was it all just Bailey Zappi or what? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay, well, at least, hey, at least they keep the same energy for more more people than just Donovan Smith, I guess. That's one, that's one way to you know be ridiculous. Um, it's, yeah, it's crazy to be like four or five weeks in and being like, eh, we're, we're not good enough. <laughs> forget about it just give it to the backup see what happens and one thing that always annoys me as a person is the the give it to the backup see what happens i hate that so much like what are you talking about give it to the backup and see what happens like what if what if in your day job in your professional job something happens and you know like dylan dylan was works in media and uh he, he does film and what if dylan they were like you know what I don't like the way this was when you were recording, Dylan. We're gonna give it to the guy. <laughs> we're gonna give it to the guy way less experience. Just to see how it looks. See what happens. Yeah. <laughs> just see what happens. <laughs> just see what happens. It makes makes no sense. <laughs> we know that he's not as good in practice every day. We know that. But you know, who knows? See what happens. <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't usually work long term. I just just want to throw that out there. That doesn't usually work long term. So um, I don't want to see what happens. I want to see Donovan Smith play against Oklahoma State. And then we'll have we'll we'll figure out against West Virginia three weeks from now who will be the quarterback between then between we see what happens. Donovan Smith and Tyler Shuck. That's the question: is who's the quarterback? Does Tyler Shuck get his job back? Is really the question. And, and some, just for for people out there who are like, oh, these people are just Donovan Smith homers. They do not want to see Baron Morton by any stretch of the imagination. Yes, that's true to an extent because you and I both are curious about what Shuck's got. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. for sure. Hey, listen, I if y'all people listen here, they know I saw Morton in the spring game and I was all about him. I was like, you know what, this Morton kid might have it. And then I saw Murray State, and I was like, that's you know that's all I gotta see. <laughs> I'm fine. But plus, he's also a third string. Listen, I I believe in the coaching staff. I believe in the coaching staff. They, if they make a guy a third string for a reason, if they're sticking with Donovan Smith for a reason, I believe that he's supposed to be the guy. And I've I've seen enough of Donovan Smith to know, okay. 
Like, he's he's good enough. He's shown flashes of what he can do. Yes, he struggles because he's 20, but he's shown flashes of what he can do. So I'm going I'm to stick beside him, right? Um, I, I think until- people are just upset with the progression of Donovan Smith. It hasn't been fast enough for Texas Tech fans. And I, and I kind of get it. I understand to an extent. Not listen. Not everybody is is people forget about Graham Harrell's first year. He struggled. People forget about Pat Mahomes' first year before that Baylor game, before that Baylor game of his freshman year. He struggled, right? And and Donovan Smith, this is what his like fifth start, sixth start. Like he's not a veteran quarterback. He's gonna struggle some. Like that's that's. You know, uh, I'm I'm just I'm I'm kind of I'm so sick of this every week calling for Donovan Smith's job. I'm I'm just I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it. Let him play. He's fine. Let him play. He will be okay. Um, let me tell you something. Uh, Pittsburgh, the Steelers, recording this on Sunday. They benched Mitch Trubisky for Kenny Pickett. You can't go back from that. And I know that that the the uh, Tomlin is mum on who's going to be starting quarterback. I'll I'll answer it for him. It's going to be Kenny Pickett. You don't you don't go back from that. Once you make a benching, you stick with the benching. Kenny Pickett's first throw was an interception. So and they lost the game. Would they but have I won the game he... with Trubisky? I don't know, but you know. Yeah, Kenny Pickett also I think ran for three touchdowns today. Maybe it was just two, but anyways. But um, yeah, I mean, just you got Cowboys. I got Cooper Rush. Dylan is, is that done? Season. Is yeah. Dak, Dak, is Dak, yeah. Now Dak is done. He's useless. He's out of the league. Dak is, you gotta gotta get him out of Pack here. Pack it right? up. Pack it's up. done. It's done. It's a wrap. Give Cooper us that season. contract back, Dak. Yes. And, and, and you know let me be clear. I'm being totally sarcastic. <laughs> I love this analogy because a lot of our listeners, a lot of Texas Tech fans, are Cowboys fans, and I feel like so the ones that are listening that are like Ben Smith for Morton will hear this analogy, and I'm hoping say, you know what? Maybe I'm being too hasty. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping. That's what I imagine. And actually, Cooper's actually won games. Right? If anything, Cooper has more justification to be the starting quarterback than Baron Morton does. Four and zero, baby. Yeah, Barron will be a good quarterback eventually, but it's just not now. He's he. What if 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 uh, Smith twenty? He's nineteen. Like let's uh, relax, people. Relax. You know what else? The, another argument to this that I hate is like, well, what if Barron transfers at the end of the year because he doesn't get any opportunities? Then too freaking bad. Like you don't play a guy because you're scared to lose him. I, you know, has there is there any other program in the country that's like, oh, we should play our third string quarterback because we might lose him? Is there any other like program in the country that's like that? I'm I'm curious. I want to know. Like, t- tweet me if you know a kind of program. Like, this is that we may lose our third string quarterback, so we should play him. I don't know a program that's like that. Who Shoot, knows? if we ma- mismanage both of them, we could lose both of them. You know, if if we play this game exactly. where we bench them at halftime every other week, who? What quarterback wants to play in that system? Exactly. Exactly. No, absolutely great points. Uh, anything else you want to say to the people, Dylan? Chill out. Y'all wild. <laughs> uh, next week, we play at Oklahoma State, like I was saying before. Um, that's rough. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's rough. Fifth? <laughs> Wait, fourth ranked opponent in a row? Yeah. Not, is it fourth? I feel like it was the f- fifth. Oh, Houston, NC State uh, yeah, last like week. Yeah. A record to start. The, I think it's a. I know it's a. It was already a record to start the season. I think this might be a record overall now. Five straight uh, ranked opponents. We will play West Virginia after that, so that's not going to be. 
<laughs> that won't be ranked. But um, yeah, no, nah, that game's that game's gonna be rough. Oklahoma State played Baylor last week. Baylor was my pick to win the Big Twelve. Um, yeah, they played at Baylor and beat them by eleven, but. The game felt a lot worse than 11. Like, Oklahoma State is a very, very scary and good team. And what makes them scary and good is that Spencer Sanders is actually good, weirdly enough. so I'm scared to say that sentence out loud, but you might be right. <laughs> yeah, so we'll get the preview. We'll have it at length uh, this week. So for the producer extraordinaire that is Dylan Smythe, this is Albie Shore. And you've been listening to Tortillas and Takes podcast, part of the 1012 Network and the official podcast for Red Raider Sports. As always, stay wrecked, people. Sports Social Podcast Network.